Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, everyone. This is Sister Nayira with the Heal on Purpose podcast hosted by the Repair of the Black Family. I am truly excited to be here with you tonight as we get for get ready to bring forth another exquisite guest. You understand and know from listening to our previous podcast that we're striving every single day to eradicate generational trauma, drama, limiting beliefs in self-sabotaging behavior patterns as we're working to bring forth the wholeness of the repair of the Black family. Now, tonight, I have a special guest. It's not just any guest, right? Everyone that comes on this show is special to me. However, I am truly excited to bring forth our next guest, who is my beautiful daughter, She's going, she is the founder of Mommy and Me. She's going to talk about um, her chapter in the book, The Wife, the Mom, and the Boss, and so many other things. I am truly elated to bring forth to this listening audience, Sister Brenika Muhammad. Brenika Muhammad is a wife of 10 years, a mother of three, and a serial mompreneur. She owns Mommy and Me Creations and is body and body by B, waist trainers. She is also a health and wellness coach and a member of the Nation of Islam. In addition to her business endeavors, she is a leader and a beacon of light that shows and guides people to find their higher selves. Bernika teaches the importance of putting yourself first. Come on now, women. This, 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 and me too, but definitely women, we got to learn how to put ourselves first. She had to learn the hard way. You can't pour from an empty cup. And her goal is to help others to see that. Again, I present to you and introduce to others, Sister Bernika Muhammad, mom, wife, boss, serial entrepreneur. Welcome, <laughs> Sister Bernika, my beautiful daughter, to the Heal on Purpose podcast. How are you tonight? Praise be to Allah. I am doing amazing. Um, it's been a long time <laughs> um, to finally be on here, but I am um, ecstatic to be here. So thank you for welcoming me on. Um, yeah, so you said a lot about me um, tonight as being a serial mompreneur and just all my endeavors and my biggest message across, and this is universal, um, my goal is for mothers, definitely to women, but not limited to. And my model for anyone, including men, um, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so that's where, you know, I stand and that's my message that I want to get across to everyone, you know, putting yourself first. So, yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're living in a time where we have to set our priorities straight. And I just know, you know from being a mother, a wife, and all of the many hats that I wear that we definitely have to um, not run on empty fumes. So with that being said, Bernika, um, you have here as a quote, the key to having it all is knowing that you already do. Having Family isn't just the important thing, it's everything. So as we talk on the program tonight, with you being a mother of three and congratulations to you, you know, raising your children and, you know, you're doing an excellent job and understanding that family is first, right? 
what yeah. what would you say um, motivated you to really just um, be set an example? You know, to first and foremost our family, the community, and ultimately the world. The importance of rearing children. Like, what drove your passion? Is it just because you're a mom, or like bring us up into your story? Like, bring us there. Um. Definitely the guidance of you being my mother. Um, you set an example of no limitation just because you have children um, and bring your children to be a part of everything that you have going on. It literally took for me to be a mother, you know, myself personally to truly understand what your journey was but that's what gave me the drive to say like you know when i have children i want to include them in everything that i do and that's where i find my success is and includes and include including my children in everything that i do you know i get the question like how do you do all these different things and you have these children and it's literally including them making them be a part of my goals making them be a part of the vision so they're not a separate thing you know they understand like it's very important like i'm a part of what mommy do so if mommy say i need you to go sit down or i need you to be quiet or i'm going out of town they understand because they know that they are a part of my goal and i'm out here doing the work for them so Yes, That's beautiful. Absolutely. And, you know, I understand, too, like we're living in a time where it's not do as I say, it's watch what I do. Right. Right. And so right. as you are, you know, setting forth this example, your branding or your brand is mommy in me. Tell yes. us how that came about. Um, That came about because um, I do everything with my children and my life literally just became a brand. Um, just again, inclusion. Um, I was a homeschool mom with my baby. Um, I do everything with them. And so literally because I kept at, being asked different questions, I'm like, okay, apparently other people need to see this because what is common for you is not common for everybody else. You know, to have my mother, to have you, you know, I have friends who um, mothers work 12, 14 hours, you know, just to make a living for them. And then you being my mother quit your job so you could be able to be uh, active and a part of your children's life. And I didn't understand that. Honestly, I wanted you to go to work so I could be able to do things I wanted to do. But you, but you um, knew the importance, you know, to be in our lives. And the thing that stood out to me the most is the idle mind of the devil workshop. So, you know, I wanted to be active not wanted to be, but still be active in my children's life. Um, one of the things that stood out to me um, that you said to me, even with people seeing all of what I do, but when you said to me before, um, don't be a present absent parent. And at first I took offense to that because I'm like, what you mean? Like my baby's always with me. Like everybody know that when they see me, they see them, you know, but it made me go more in depth just looking at myself. Like just because your children are with you, it doesn't mean that you're present, you know? Your children could be in the same room with you, but you, I'm on my phone, you know, or the TV could be going or it's just other things and not really giving them that one-on-one time, that individual time. Me saying, mm-hmm, okay, tomorrow, you know, those type of things. And then, like, to see that being played back to me, I didn't like the way that that made me feel. So, um, 
So yeah, and then of course my passion come in because again you included me, you know, with you being um, a high school mom, pregnant with me in high school, and for us to go back to the schools, um, talking to them, you know, talking to um, the different high school students that was there at the schools, just for them to understand, like when you have a child, your not your life is not over; it's really just beginning, you know. So it's so many things, of course, that I learned from you um, that helped me to be the mother of who I am today. Beautiful. And that's the, that's the awesome point, you know, being a present absent parent. We're living in a society where it's attention. It's a it's an attention grabbing society. Right. Like everything wants your attention from your job, your children, your home, your your family, your friends, you know, your church, your mosque, whatever it is. How do you discipline yourself as a mom? as an entrepreneur, right? And all of the things that you're doing, how do you discipline yourself to have self-care as well as giving your children the time and attention to fulfill their self-care? Uh, it, it literally all goes back to inclusion <laughs> um, because I feel like my schedule now is one of the busiest that I have had. Um, with me being myself, doing what I love, which is working out, that is my form of self-care. Um, and then I'm actually doing that for the community because I'm helping other moms. I have a mom group where we work out. Um, it's not just limited to mothers. I have other women in the group that's not mothers, but I'm going to have my children with me. Um, literally, I, I see in my girls everything that I do, they want to do. Um, with me um, selling the detox products, like my son is my accountability partner. Like he gives me goals. He said, he told me to a mommy, did you do this today? Did you do that today? So um, my girls, they want to work out. They want to put on my waist trainers. Like they're my biggest advocate. And I take part in what they do. I, I literally made a post. Like when I go to their gymnastic class, the phone's got to be down unless I'm recording it because they want to thumbs up me. 24 times they want me to see what they're doing, you know, so I see that as important to them. So if it's important to them, it has to be just as important to me. Um, so it's just reciprocation. You know, you give your children the time that you give anything else and you treat your children just how you want to be treated. Like we can't handle them any kind of way just because they're little people. So absolutely. Now being a young mother, Right. Mm -hmm. And again, we, we facing going right back to this entrepreneurship mind because that's that's a big thing in this day and time. Right. And what do you say to a woman that is of your statue around about your age, you know, maybe doing it alone or may even have a mate, but that mate is not present. But, you know, she's facing burnout. Like, what is your tips on what do you do for yourself to keep yourself from, you know, have experience in burnout or and if you have experienced burnout what did you do to come out of that right and what tips would you give to a woman or and a young man that's you know maybe responsible for a lot of responsibilities or and children because burnout is real you know i know i raised i had five children before 30 okay <laughs> and i don't have the language that we have now okay right. burnout no i'm just tired but the truth is you know i was facing burnout and did not realize it what would you say to that um it just goes to getting to know yourself um because if you don't know yourself it's going to be a heavy void and um 
you're going to be all over the place. You're going to be looking for happiness to other people, other things. And no matter what they do, you're really not going to be happy until you get to know yourself. And to know yourself is getting to know God. And I think when you have that, um, I remember just you seeing, like, if I can't give my children anything else, I want to give them God. Um, because if you don't have nothing else, I just want you to know that he is present in your life. And I feel, I think that's what filled the void for me, just knowing that, God got my back and he's sufficient for me and all my needs, no matter what that may look like. So that's the comfort that I find and no matter what it is that I go through. However, like getting to know myself, um, I was in a dark spot. Like it literally took for me to like figure out how to come out, but I always had a drive for myself. Um, I always know I wanted more for myself out of life and I always knew I wanted to help other people, but I had got broken down so much. I didn't even know how to help myself. So in that dark space, um, um, I met a coach and I literally turned pain into passion, which turned into my purpose. Um, but in going through that process, I literally learned how to meditate. I had to learn how to quiet down my mind. I had to learn how to hear my own voice um, because I'm the oldest of, um, of five. I mean, it's, I'm the oldest of eight siblings. You know, because I'm with you and my dad, and then um, just always feeling the pressure of having to have everything right. You know, being a wife, having to have that right, being a mother, you know, and then people look up to me. So it's like I had to figure it out, you know, just always being strong. But in, that, in those moments when I was in my dark space, I wasn't the strongest. So literally, it took for me to look within. Um, quiet down my mind when I learned how to meditate I was taught like you know prayers when you talk to God meditation is when he talked to you because you're able to clear your mind peace be still and you're able to hear those things you know hear your own thoughts outside of that I learned how to affirm myself speak affirmations um I was talking with speaking affirmations whatever you feel that you're not you just got to say that you are until you believe it and literally, like, it went from being uncomfortable, me saying positive things to myself. I'm like, wow, why does it feel weird for me to tell myself, look at myself in the mirror and tell myself that I'm beautiful? So as cliche as those things sound, those are the things that work for me. I would literally build myself up. Then I would personally develop. I start listening to people who... um who made sense to me, that motivated me, that drove me. I literally start replacing motivational things with my music and all the things I literally had to do away with the TV shows, all the things to strengthen me up, like to make me be a better person. So I'm not sure what may work for somebody else, but I know that I had to reprogram, deprogram to reprogram my mind to literally be a better person. I started connecting and networking with people I would never think that, you know, this little old me would be able to do in rooms with millionaires and just, you know, no matter how high you think in life, it's just anything can happen, you know, that type of thing. So um again, I just really just got took that solitude time to get to know myself. Um I was okay with asking people to if they could watch my children. You know, that's a big thing, too. Like, when you're going through it and you just feel like it's just you and your babies against the world and you just want to, you know, connect to them. But I knew I was no good to just harbor them in my face. Um, so I had to build my relationship closer to God. Um, a lot of God, I had to, um, I was praying more. I was worrying less. And I just said, first thing, you know, like, let me find what makes me happy. I would take myself out on dates. I would go, you know, watch movies. I would just try different things to see what I like the most. 
And then I would start building on those things that I like to move the most. Like I love to pay for myself. You know, I love to um, get massages. I love to get my nails done. My love language is my hair. Like that's something that that's just something that I love. So literally just get to know yourself. <laughs> really what it is. Get to know yourself. And the more that you build on those things and making yourself happy, everything else around you is going to start making you happy. So yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And and that's the key, you know, as you all are listening to this, your love language to yourself is really important. And I found that, you know, for me, uh, and, and thank you for sharing all of that. That's just very powerful. I found for me, you know, my love language was building my weaknesses. Right. Like sometimes we don't want to confront those weaknesses. We don't want to face those weaknesses. But, you know, to hone in on my strength and face my weaknesses. And the more I was developing and facing my weaknesses, the more I was falling in love with myself because I'm like or growing in love with myself. I'm like, wow, like, wow, I, I really didn't. I really didn't, you know, know, like I needed some help right there, you know. But when I started to look and like be truthful with myself, be honest, like that, that is my healing you know, being honest with myself. Cause it's one thing to lie to yourself, but it's a whole nother thing to tell the truth to yourself. And when you start telling the truth to yourself, now I found for me being a mother, it, it became more authentic, right? I wasn't trying to be that mother that um my, maybe my mom defined me on how to be a mother or maybe the lady down the street or whatever. No, I started to find my own style as being a mother. But I had to tell myself the truth because I didn't know everything, right? And But I was like you, I had to try to figure it all out and, and make it seem like I had it all together, especially, you know, in leadership you know, trying to raise five children. So I just wanted to say thank you for the vulnerability of, you know, bringing out the point of the love language, right? And getting to know yourself. So, you know, I would say to anyone, you know, take these tips and apply them, especially when you talked about building your relationship with God. We're in a time period where it's just so many distractions, like, the, the 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 enemy of this world is like snatching the minds of our youth in particular and the woman, right? Snatching the minds to keep us distracted and detracted from having a intimate and personal relationship with God. So as a young woman and as a young mother and an entrepreneur with so many distractions in this world, what tip can you give like your personal experience and you pretty much did, but what tip can you give for a person to just, you know, just, just say, you know what, time out. Let me take my relationship, no matter where it is with God, how do I take it further or even deeper? Um, it's two things. Um, you gotta be sick and tired of being sick and tired to make a complete change. Um, and that's, like in the Bible said, God says he won't change the condition of a person until they change themselves. So literally you got to be just a hundred percent dissatisfied. That's what that, that's literally where that language come in. Like, you know what? Time out. I got, I know I can't do it alone. God, I need your help. Cause it's my way not working. So that will be, you know, um, that will be the first way, um, on that, on that part of it. And then the other thing, um, Ooh, it literally slipped my mind, but that—that's the main thing. 
you just got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like, I want to change. I want a difference. And you got to start somewhere. So it's just really submitting and surrendering, um, building that relationship with him. Like, you know, I don't, that's when you got to have the, that heart-to-heart talk, whether that's with yourself, if you don't know about listening or you agree, like, God, I don't know, show me a sign. Tell me what it is that I need to do because I need your help. So um, that's the praying without season and just whatever that may look like, whatever that conversation, that heart-to-heart, that one-on-one that you have to have, but it literally takes for you to be true to yourself. And basically, like what you said, um, what works for you, my biggest thing, I don't want to be a public success and a private failure. That don't feel good to me. So when you're a person in leadership or when you're in a person that have a role in responsibility, you don't feel good when you know you ain't lining up to that thing. Um, so that's where you got to find that middle ground, that 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 fine line, that balance. Um, when you feel, when you know you have a sense of purpose and you try to do something, because because I know I might not be a hundred percent, that's what slows me down. Like I can't go before these people and you know X Y Z, but then that's also that fine line. It's like you know. Let God do the work. Like, let him lead the way. You stop trying to do it my way, but do it his way, leading up to my own understanding. Because it could be like, my whole world is falling apart, and then I got to go before the people, you know, that type of thing. And it's not even showing that my life is perfect. That's literally, is gonna. I'm learning, it's going to help for the people, my audience, that's who I'm trying to reach, to not show that it's all perfect. Like, you got to go through some things, you know, to get to the other side. And I've learned through Minnesota Farrakhan, like, pain is the mother of creativity. It takes for you to go through some things in order for you to get creative, like going through that dark time so you can appreciate the lightness, going through being hungry so you can appreciate the food, and just going without so you could appreciate what you do have, just keeping you at a humble state. So um, that would be my, those would be my two things, pain is mother creativity and just being sick or tired of being sick and tired, so. Woo, baby, yeah, you said a, you said a mouthful. You made you said a mouth a mouthful right there. Honestly, I don't even know how to come back from that because that right there was just it was all that and then some. And you know, as as a as a mother, a wife, in all that I am, you know, especially with the focus of healing, the uh, repairing the black family, healing, focusing in on the woman. You said something so key. Pain is the mother. Of creativity, so teaches the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and a lot of times we find ourselves getting stuck in that pain. So taking that pain and using it for passion and more purpose, give birth to new realities. And so, with you, um, you know, focusing in on that mommy and me brand, mommy and me way of life, raising your children. How important is it for you and others to have a support system? Like, speak to that, like, about a support system. What does that look like? What does that feel like? And, um, yeah, so speak to that. Um, the support system is the biggest thing. And that's the part of the expansion of mommy and me just outside of my life becoming a brand and people just seeing what I'm doing with my children. Um I want us to be able to build, that's what mommy and me is about, building healthy bonds with your children and creating a legacy behind for your children. What is the legacy behind? It's not just the monies and the assets and all those things, but it's the character. It's breaking the generational um, curses, you know, the traumas and everything that come along with it, you know. So um, 
it's very important to have a support system. That's why I'm having my event that we're going to later talk about, because I want us to create more environments to build more of a village. Some people don't have um, a great support system. Some people don't have siblings as a support system. By God's grace, I have those things. Like, you know, like I said, I'm the eldest of eight, so I have a great relationship with my sisters and brothers. It's good for me to know that I could call my sister, you know, could you watch my children? I never had to worry about, like, do I send my babies to a daycare, somebody who I don't care for or don't know, don't trust to be around my children just to make a living. So I think when we build those communities, those environments, you know, it makes it safer for us as a mother. Like we need to have a sense of peace of mind to know that my, my babies are in a proper care. Um, I want my babies to be able to go places based upon my work, my name, you know, that type of thing. So I want people to get to know me and my work and the things I do. I want my community, you know, to be able, I want to, I want to know, even if I'm not present, my children are in good hands with the community that's around them. So again, I, I take my children everywhere I go. I feel like that's very important. And I make it comfortable, you know, for other mothers to want to bring their children around. Cause some people, they don't even come around to even meet new people because they're ashamed, you know, no, nah, it's okay. Or feeling whatever they don't have. No, I want to build that. Like we have to get out of that space of where, um, we feel like a burden or our children is a burden. No, it's a blessing. Like, you know, God said be fruitful and multiply. Like, we got to stop being in fear of just what we feel like, whatever that may look like, and, and network, connect, celebrate. So that's that's my goal. I want to have more women to connect with, network with, celebrate, and collaborate with. Like, collaboration is a new currency, but um, it's very important because we go through so much as women. And that is a part of what I talk about in my title, in the in my chapter in the book. Yes, it says wife, mom, boss, but it says wife, mom, boss, I am more than my title. We can't get so stuck on the titles of who we are. Those are just things that we function in, but that's not who we are. We don't have to stay stuck under that one umbrella. And that's what I... My goal is to get out to mothers, like, no more of trying to be the strong mom, like, you know, like, the late nights, early morning, like, there's no badge of honor being burnt out. Like, it's okay. Call, if you don't have something, call your sister, see what you need, but we have to, in order to be comfortable to do that, we have to build a trust. We have to build a bond. We have to get to know one another. We have to put ourselves in an environment to um, know that we all the same. No matter what that looked like, we all could relate to one another when it comes to being a mother. So the village is de definitely important. I encourage that for everybody. Okay. Now you said something very key um, about being that strong mom. You know, mm -hmm. and one of the things that I like to tell people that it's okay to tell your children it's my time right? Mm -hmm. Taking that me time, right? And we have to get accustomed to talking to our children versus just it is what it is type thing. I grew up under it is what it is. Shut up, get out of my face. And that's that, you know, but as you are building this community and you're showing, um, I would just like to use the term furthering the motherhood, you know, the nurturing aspect. How do you how do you communicate to your children when it's me time? Like, what is what is your model? Um, I think first you have to recognize that um, that is something that needs to be communicated um, because it's just so easy to just like go like 
get out my way, get out my face type of thing. And I had to look at that, and that's what made me more aware. And or just even pull myself out of it because we could be over stimulated as well as your children could be over stimulated. And we have to really care. Like I advocate for children, we have to really like care for them because the difference is, you know. Uh, well, first let me ask you a question. The way that I do it, I I just don't want to have that label of being an irritable mom. I don't want to be that irritable mom, like just go and just like I don't like being a mom. Like I want my children to know that I'm happy to be their mother, and um, I enjoy being that. Like that's one of the greatest gifts that I could have, the best title that I could have. So, and I don't want my children, like my girls, to not want to be a mother. Like you know, I'm irritated or. Um, uh, a, a saying that really stood out to me is like the way you talk to your children is that that becomes their inner voice. So that that literally like that scares me sometimes. Or like I've literally seen my girls play that with their baby dolls and like say the things that I say or you know pop and it's I'm like man do I really sound like this? You know I don't want to come across as that way. So it's like because I don't want to be this person who me creating that idea of what a mom's supposed to be, you know, as this monstrous person, a monster, you know, I have to like step back. And that's what makes it easy for me to communicate with them. Like, Hey, mama needs this time. Like you, you don't want me yelling at you. I don't want to yell at you. You know, those type of things. Like just communicate where you are. Like I literally tell my children sometimes, like it's three y'all is one of me. I'm outnumbered. Like, it's not fair to me. Like, let me, you know, have my time. I literally say those type of things. Like, that's so important for them to understand and just kind of get it because, you know, they just like, your mom, you here for me, do what I need, do what I say, you know, type of thing. So I think just communication. And I think it's important for us to respect our children. Like, the more we respect them, the more they will respect us. Like, we train them, we teach them on how to respond to situations um, because if we don't communicate those things and we just handle that's just that's that's the way that they're going to communicate that's the way that they're going to handle things so i think that that's very key to um to just just help them to understand where you are and it's like please give me my time like you know i really need this right now so and they and i think and they most 10 times out of nine they'll respect unless they just really need their time but another thing is we have to realize like we could yell at our children and say, go, get away, or, you know, whatever your outlet may be. The children, they don't have that same outlet. Like, they got to listen to everything that we say. They got to do what we tell them to do. They told what to do eight hours a day at school. They come home, they got to be, you know, refrain, stop, sit down, be quiet, shut up, this, that. You know, all the things that we tell our children, and they have so many emotions that they don't even know how to place. They don't even know how to communicate that, express what's going on. You don't not know how to know where to put those different energies and emotions. You know, they bottled up and outside of whatever they could be going through from peer pressure to not understanding stuff at school and everything, and they see what we go through and they sad or they're you know happy or they feeling whatever they feel or they learn things through our conversations and they take those things on so I think that that's very key like I try to my best when I'm not out of it you know to communicate to my children and give them an understanding like you know you know when mommy says this or if I'm tired this is what I'm going through etc etc and then you know they'll be more willing to you know give me my my time and my space so Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Wow, that's very powerful. So raising children can be, um, you know, a, a task. And yeah. we're living in a time where um, children are becoming um, 
Well, you know what? I don't know. I, I don't know if I, well, I will say this because I know when I was coming up, my parents said to me, you know, times is not like it was when I was coming up. Right. And when I was raising my children, time was not like it was when mm -hmm. I was coming up, you know, and so times is different from when you was coming up. What, how do you, let's talk about discipline. What is your methods with disciplining your children and what <laughs> advice would you give to those that's listening? Because I know when I was coming up, look, babe, you got switches. You got a butt whip with a switch, a belt, a stanchion cord, <laughs> you know, backhand slap. You know, you could be in a room with grown people, you know, that was a shoe, whatever, whatever, you know. And, and I raised you all differently. So, you know, what time period are we in? What meth means and methods? Um, that you use and what means and methods would you advise somebody else, you know, especially with um, the modern day children, the modern day mindsets that we're dealing with and more conscious and aware children, like children are being born alert and aware and one, they know how to work a phone. So let's talk about that, the means and methods as it relates to discipline and what is your views on that? Um, I say that like the like you said, you know, in parenting, like each child is different, each household would be different. You have to do what's best for your household. Um, you have to go, you know, especially with how you raise your children. Um, again, Minister Fairfax say environment is stronger than heredity. So you can give your children, you know, the best upbringing, the best of the things, but it's the environment that they're around from the music to the company that they keep, even the things that they eat could literally shift everything that you have put and program into your children. So um, I, I'm really using, trying to use more of communication and you know, giving my children, you know, a lot and just trying to give them those type of things. Um, again, when I'm irritable mommy, like my first response, I had to learn from that, but I would like yell, like stop, you know, and I would more so like I would yell or I would threaten more so to speak because I didn't never, I didn't really want to put my hand on my children. That's like that fine line between like soft parenting, you know, the things that they have now. But um, again, it literally goes into each child is different. You got to find different methods, you know, because literally, like, I could look at one of mine, you know, and she, like, she, she'll straighten up. And it's another one that's just, like, all over the place. So, it again, it's just a, according to that. But I would say, at the end of the day, what God says, better rise for the child, you know, you definitely got to keep some type of order. I don't know what that part of that spell rock workshop may look like for you, but you definitely have to keep the order as far as like having that fine line between and say like, I'm your mother first, you know, how that thing go, I'm not one of your little friends, you know, whatever that may look like, just keep that level of respect and boundaries there. Um, and I, again, train your child up in a way that they should go. So when they older, they would not depart. So if you're giving them God, so if you're giving them, um, that was, that was the key success, success for me. Um, with you, like literally, you will be like, you ain't mad at me, you mad with a law. Like, oh, you don't want to do this, right? This is what it say, or you know, why I can't say, why I can't do this, why I can't do that. You know, well, God say, don't cast your first swine. So I'm not go. So I just get want to give my children the word, like you know, let that alone. Like, don't just look at me. Like, take what it is, what God wants you to do. You know, I want to raise righteous children, so it's just like it takes it off of me. Like, you know, what is it that He's saying? So um, that's 
that's my first method of what I, you know, want to try. But my children, they're kind of young right now. So, you know, it is that where I'm still like I could be more hands on with them, um, you know, but definitely it's just me thinking, too, because I'm not sure the ages that we're talking to, but a mother is going to be ongoing. Um, my grandmother say when they're babies, they on your lap. But when they're older, they on your heart. You know, and my son is on 11, and he's on my heart because he want to be away and just things is changing. I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is not my same little baby no more. And it's like that fine line between like, okay, I'm your mama, but then it's like, you know, respecting him where he is and, you know, giving him that space. So, again, it's, it's literally up to that parent and the way that they raise their child. But I definitely would say keep them boundaries there and, you know, keep God in the head of everything that you do. Beautiful. And yes. Oh, yeah. You said a lot. Y'all, this is a mommy and me moment right now, even if y'all don't know. <laughs> it's a mommy and me moment. One of the things that I had to realize that the word of God for me was a guide in life. It wasn't a punishment, right? It was my God in life because it was the only thing that I wanted to know and to know as far as rearing my children, because I was trying to protect my children from everything that I had went through. Everything that wasn't of good of God that I went through, I tried to find the way to protect them from. Like if I could protect y'all from a, a scratch, that's what I was willing to do. But the word of God was my God in light. It wasn't used as a punishment. It was used like this is the way. It's, this is the truth and the light. Um, and then, of course, some of my, uh, I would say my aberrated ways, you know, from the way that I was raised up, it kicked in too. But I tried to learn uh learn different ways to grow with that. And even now, like I have all adult children and each child is teaching me how to be a mother of a 32 year old, a mother of a 22 year old, right? Motherhood, fatherhood, it never stops. It only grows, it evolves. So each stage is a new learning phase. Each stage is a new, it's a new parent. Like you taught me how to be a mother, like you're my first child. But then by the time I got to my fifth child, the same things I was doing with you, the fifth child was like, okay, <laughs> let me let me do it different. So each child for me taught me to be a different level of a mother, right? And I had to be, I had to be a overall mom, but I had to be a mom to that specific child, right? I had to speak, and I'm still learning to speak the love language of each child. So I would say, you know, with mommy and me and, and as we're growing with just parenting, you are a different parent at each phase of development of that child from in the womb all the way up to whenever. Like I'm 50 and my mom is still a mom to me. She's never going to stop being my mother, but I'm helping her to understand as she's learning me how to be a mother to a 50 year old because she only had one. That's me. <laughs> Right. So she has to learn how to be a mother to a 50, 50 year old, as well as I'm trying to learn how to be a daughter of my mother at 50. Makes sense. So I hope that that brings clarity because, you know, we can get stuck in. OK, you my child, but that child is evolving. That parent is evolving. So yeah. that's what I would say as well. Did you want to say something to that? No, that, that was really good. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we different parents, we different children, different phases to children as it is different phases to parenthood. So um, and this is where I'm coming to learn grace. It's not easy, but grace. So as we're talking about healing generational trauma. 
right? Generational drama, limiting beliefs as it relates to mommy and me. Like my grandmother had me, I mean, had my mom at 17. My mom had me at 17. I had you at 17. That to me was like that passed down generational trauma. When you look at your life and, you know, changing the narrative, how would you say you showed up to change the narrative for your generation, you know, going back to the, 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 the lineage and what did you look to contribute so that the future generations is changed because of you? Did you understand that question? Yeah. Um, I feel like um, doing it the right way as far as the way that God says it should be. And it's not everybody's situation, but I'm only going to speak for my situation um, to get married first and then have a baby. I feel like um, it takes away a lot of things that you may not have to experience. You know, um, the struggle, it was a sense of balance for me. I didn't have to feel alone. It was somebody in the house. I wanted to show my son um, a two-parent household. Um, just having somebody to share that moment with, like, it was very beautiful, you know, getting to learn somebody and then, you know, having a life to create that, like, to, um, I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, like, to just go about it the right way to know that I am the generational curse breaker for my family, to set the example, like, it stopped with me, um, and to know that I'm the example for my children, the example for my my siblings and the example for the community like when you go about it the right way like it's less stress you know it's less it's not it's, it's less it's how does it say um what's what's the word um like struggle is ordained you know, it's, it's, it's literally, it's a, it's a good struggle, like, because with anything, it's going to be something, because even when I got married, I still felt like, you know, like, where's my partner? But my husband, he had to work. He had to provide and make a, a, a life and a living. However, going about it the way that God said it was supposed to be, it just helped bring out so much balance for me. Um, and then just overall, I want to say that is it feel good to be an answer of prayer and just my journey to show the other side of what it could look like i remember when i stepped into this role for mommy and me and just me being an example of like people want to hear like my advice like you know how do i feel about things how do i keep my head above water you know just being a mother how do I make it look so easy? Not that I make it look easy. Again, it's literally including and, you know, keeping God first and just, you know, just understanding the proper rearing of my children um, and things that I have been taught and things that have instilled me along the way. But I remember my first um, event that I had and I, I remember talking to you and I was just like, I didn't feel equipped because it's like, you know how they say like, don't take advice from somebody who's basically not experiencing that thing. And I remember you saying to me like, you're not supposed to go through that. 
Like I went through it so you didn't have to go through it. Don't feel like you have to go through these things to be somebody for somebody to look up to. Like what page of the, what page of my chapter would you like to pick out so you can speak from? Like I'm I'm that thing for you. You you are the other side of that. You tell people what the other side look like. Like what's the purpose of them needing to keep going to get to that next stage? Like somebody gotta know, like everybody can't be in the mud trying to get out the mud. Like somebody gotta know, like, okay, after you go through this process, like being a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, you know, so that was my drive because it's like I didn't go through a lot of the things that my friends went through. You know, so it was just like I didn't understand like why people would look up to me, why they would feel, you know, a certain type of way or I didn't feel as adequate. But it was always literally like an attraction that God put over me that literally that just draws people into me, you know, and that I did not see within myself. But it's literally showing the other side of. So I'm grateful for the stages and developments that, you know, that I was able to go through for myself, for my children, and to be able to help another woman, another person out. You know, just going from being home, shelter, and then taking into an environment of being a wife. You know, just me feeling like the things that I felt that I missed out on, the bridges, you know, that was the, the gaps in between the bridges. Like, it's a lot of things. It's a lot that I know that I could share to other people to get them to that other side. So, um, yeah, I, I want to keep going more on that subject, but... Um, oh, that was powerful. You know, that was very powerful. And when I think of, and thank you for sharing that and thank you for being vulnerable and transparent because that's healing, right? It's healing right. for us. It's healing for the audience. And I find a lot of people are afraid to tell their story. So I like to tell people there's a story inside of you. There's a book inside of you. So, you know, what you sharing that is freeing for those of us that's listening and learning, right? Because everybody that listen don't learn and everybody that's learning ain't listening. So what I would say too, you know, um, as far as life is concerned, some people say experience is the best teacher. I agree with that, but all experiences is not to be had because some, there are some experiences you cannot come from, come back right. from, right? So wisdom is, you know, being able to watch somebody else's experience as well. And what did they go through? And maybe, and maybe just maybe I don't have to go down that road to get the experience, right? Experience. Um, you can, you can watch an experience and get the same experience, get, get an experience out of just watching somebody else's. So with that being said, um, I wanted to tap into you're building a community. Is there something you want to say? No, no, no. Yeah. You're building a community and you're building a, a community for um, women, especially raising children, um, to have a, a, a safe space, a healing space to grow and to learn with their children. And you have something right. that's coming up and I'm going to put this up on the screen. Let's talk about baskets and blankets um, gathering. What is your drive for that and how did this come about? Um. That's a great question because this is my third annual <laughs> um, for it. Baskets and blankets. Um, me wanting to have a village, you know, of my own and um, just creating a moment where, because mommy and me is mommy and me creation, you know, so I want to be able to create the environment again um, and to have a safe space for me and women and children. Um, so I want it to be where I create mom vibes. If you look where it says this event where mom tribes are built, we're going to build. I believe that my vibe attract my tribe. So who's 
who come around me, who's in my circle, that's that's because they are attracted to who I am and what I give off. You know, positive energy. We're gonna bond. We're gonna break bread with our many things. So we're gonna do healthy bonding activities. Um, we're gonna again meditate. We're seeking life. Um, not just me telling what I do, but literally what I give to my children. Like it's one thing, and um, just moms doing this with their children because oftentimes we pray for our children but we got to teach our children how to pray for themselves we got to teach our children how to speak life to themselves so we do it for our children with our children um and we're going to have gratitude exercises is something that i do with my children um i am a big believer you're grateful for little god will bless you with more he'll bless you with more things to be grateful for so i do gratitude with my children every morning finding three things that we're grateful for on our way to school we have a whole gratitude talk and it's fun because i get to hear just their mindset and the things that they say um so just teach other people to have moments of gratitude with their children um we're gonna have Deja Bake. She's one of my, she's my favorite organic baker, and she's gonna bring a dessert there for the children to be able to um, to decorate and just talk about her experience, her mommy and me experience, and how she got into baking because of her her um, relationship with her mom. And then we're going to have a financial um, Jeopardy game with Miss um, Zombie Smart, and that's a close friend of mine. She is here to actually break that financial trauma and build financial wealth for us. So she's going to do a game for mom and children. So everything it is, again, is inclusion because some of us, we don't know how to pass those things and we can't give our children something we don't know. And I know that that's not a, a skill that I'm advancing. So I'm bringing somebody else in um, to to do. And we're going to have games. We're going to have a lot of different things um, there. So I want more. I want mothers to come. If you're looking for an, a, 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 um, a space, to meet new people, if you don't really just have that time, this will be that one time to connect. You know, bring your business cards, whatever it is that you do, but literally just a moment where you can be vulnerable, learn from other women. I want us to understand we cannot pour from an empty cup. I want us to know that we are not alone. I want us to know that we are building, we're creating the future and understanding our roles and who we are um, as women, because just as our children is our future, they are the ones that is our legacies that we're going to be leaving behind. And that all is determined through the mother, like because of who we are, that's what we leave behind. So, um, yeah, that's what it is. And um, just come to have a good time. That's just what it really is, just creating a bond and building with another mother. Beautiful. And as we wrap this up, Bernika, um, what what advice would you give to our listening audience in general and specifically mm -hmm. for mothers? Three tips that they can walk away from this from this show of advice of what one can do in rearing their children. Three tips or any closing remarks. You can answer that question, walk away with, or in just any in general closing remarks. Um, I never summed it up in three tips, but um, I would say keep God first. Trust yourself and make time for yourself. Get to know you. Um, and again, include your children in the goals. Make them feel a part of everything that you have um, going on. Even just, it's going to make it easier. Just 
like as simple as grocery shopping is going to make it easier because, you know, you have the picky eaters. They don't want to do just include when you just start including your children and the little things is going to make up the big things. So, um, but yeah, just trust yourself. Like there's no, there's, there's plenty of God books, handbooks, but it is literally going to be the experience of, so just know that you got it. Um, and you're doing the best that you can do, you know, and whatever you don't know how to do, um, don't stay stuck where you at, just be willing to grow, be flexible, expand. Life may not be what you what, what you thought it would be, but learn how to adapt to the changes and fix, adjust your crown. Like, don't be hard on yourself, give yourself grace. And um, any day, any day, any extra day, I just know that you can always do, you can always do more. Anything that you don't change, you choose it. So if you don't like it, then work on it, change it. But just know that you're doing a, a, a great job. And if you're hearing this and you're already looking for more, like this is just a sign right there within itself. Like I have, I'm not alone. How I feel, I am not alone. I could grow. My situation is going to get better. Like you got to tell yourself these things and be a part of events like Mommy Me. Like one of the things that I did, I outsourced. I just put myself in environments, like whatever I felt that I wanted to be a part of, I would find those things and put myself there. I didn't care if I went by myself and I literally felt good doing it. So um, don't be afraid. Don't be prideful and reach out and, you know, come to my event. So that's, there it. that's all I have to say. And I just want to say thank you, um, Sister Nayira, Mom, for this beautiful opportunity to share this platform uh, with you. Um, this was definitely amazing and it definitely got my brain going and what you're doing, like you, you never stop mothering. <laughs> so um, just even you being here and just having this show for me and just giving me this platform, it's just always showing me like it's always more work to be done. So thank you for this opportunity. You are absolutely welcome. And um, Brenika, how can one get in contact with you? And before we give that, what's next for Brenika? Now, let me let me say this before we go into that. By the way, y'all, she is an international bestselling author. She's mm -hmm. in the book, chapter nine, in the book of repair of the Black family. Um, mom, wife, boss, right? Mom, wife, boss, chapter nine. So Brenika is also a, a best-selling author. And Brenika, what's next for you? And then tell people how they can get in contact with you. Um, What's next for me is I am more than my title. <laughs> That's what's next for me. Um, Not limiting myself to anything, knowing that I am limitless potential and um, that I'm always evolving, that I'm always growing. So I don't know exactly what's all in store for me, but I know my next move is going to be my best move. And the ways to contact me is um, Facebook, which maybe I don't know if it's on here, but I can put it in the comments. Um, Bernice Hyman Muhammad on Instagram. You can follow me, Mommy Me Creations. Are you, is it on there? I'm sorry, I'm new to this. I'm the engineer. To it's so okay, so I'll put it in the comments. It'll just, I'll just tag my own Facebook name and I'll also yeah. put my Instagram again, Mommy Me Creation. So those are the two platforms that you can find me on. Okay, awesome. All right, let me, is it on your, um, is it on the banner? No, I didn't put my social okay. media on the banner. All right, good. So 
that's how you can um, get in communication with Brenika. And I just want to say this, you know, just hint, hint, hint. I see a podcast in you. So um, maybe that can be one of your next best moves. Um, go ahead and create that podcast because I know that you was doing something where you was doing um, women. What was it called? Um, celebrating a woman Wednesdays where we talk about from st struggles to success, how we overcome. Um, and that's whether it be from the working mom, the working woman, it, just being a woman in general, how we overcome. And I just wanted to highlight a woman in the community to let her know, give her her flowers while she, how she's alive. And I just wanted to hear her story. Like one story could change the life of somebody else to help somebody else. Um, and, and just help people build. I'm just always about community. I'm very big in communicate, um, community and helping women to connect, collaborate, and celebrate. Just uplift one another and just knowing that you're not alone. And again, not pouring from an empty cup. So just creating that platform where you hear another woman's story to build your own stuff or just for you to share your story and basically for us to help one another. So that was that. But yes, definitely I want to get back into that. So um I can see podcasts for me as well. So thank you for yeah, that. Go ahead, go ahead and start that podcast. And, and since we're opening the door for that, if you're looking for a person to interview, I highly recommend Bernika. If you're looking for a keynote speaker, I highly recommend her. She's excellent when it comes to the topic of motherhood, when it comes to um, mom, wife, boss, or more than my title. Um, definitely, I would highly suggest as a young woman, woman of God, that she would be an excellent speaker or and presenter for any one of your platforms. When I think about um, what we're doing with the repair of the Black family, when I reflect on that, and how it is our goal to uh, make it a household name, but a household impact. I look at my daughter, I look at um, her success, I look at her struggles and I see what she's doing. And when I say that my personal goal is to build continuity, something that will outlive me, something that is going to go on even when I'm not there, she is the definition of my next level of continuity. And life is about, you know, legacy. What are you going to leave behind? You know, what are you going to, what's going to be here that's going to outlive you? So Brittany, I just want to say I'm very proud of you because I know that my future is bright, you know, it's brighter than what I can see because you exist. So just thank you for being a star in the universe. I know your struggles, but guess what? <laughs> we win us. All right. So with that being said, oh, I, I just want to add just one last thing too. Um, just stay tuned. Just, you know, stay tuned. Follow me because I have two um, major events that'll be coming up. January um, 6th, I will be on a um, on a panel for American Wisdom, where um, I will be putting out more information for that. And then March, I don't remember the exact date, but um, I'm going to also be on a panel for Raising Resilient Kids. So stay, for, um, stay tuned for those platforms that will be coming up. I actually put those two flyers in there. So if you're interested in the topics of marriage, you, this is an event that um, others can come to. If you're looking to get married, if you're looking to stay married, or just have any questions about it, or just looking for an environment to, you know, be in that environment to cultivate that, that will be good. And then also, to Raising Resilient Kids. That's another panel that I'll be a part of. And you can also bring your children. It'll be an area for them to go to as well. So. Awesome. And again, let's stay connected to Brunica. And with that, thank you so very much. We're going to go ahead and remove you from the platform as I do my announcements. Peace.
All right, so y'all heard it from the powerful Bernika Muhammad, Mommy and Me Creations. Please connect with Bernika. You um, are in for a treat if you follow her on social media. Um, I believe that she gave that in all of her upcoming events. Again, um, with the Repair of the Black Family, we are into also creating generational wealth. We're having a wealth building and networking event right here in the city of St. Petersburg, Florida. If you're in the Tampa Bay area and beyond, please join us November 11th at 11 o'clock a.m. 2213 6th Avenue South, St. Petersburg, Florida. This is a free event. We are going to give you tips on how to grow your business and in any economy, I'm truly excited because we're actually having a platform where we are bringing people together in the community under the auspices of the repair of the Black family. We're sharing ideas. We're showing space. We're sharing food. There's going to be free food and door prizes. Again, that's that Amina's Cafe, 2213 6th Avenue South. Along with that, if you do not have our book, the Repair of the Black Family. It is not too late to go ahead and get this book, especially for the season that we're in of gift giving. I highly encourage you to make the Repair of the Black Family one of your st your stock your stocking. Uh, put it in your your gift bags, right? Put this in your gift bags. The Repair of the Black Family anthology. Listen, it has. 33 powerful authors with 99 suggested solutions. We're in this book. We're telling our stories. We're telling our lessons learned. And we also give you three repair actions to help become a healing bomb in the family unit. I want to thank you all so very much for listening to the broadcast today. As we close out, we encourage you to connect with the family member so that we can continue to eradicate the generational trauma, the generational drama, and the limiting beliefs. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Peace.